0: This uh, hymn, Were You There? is part of the message tonight. Going back to that particular night and the events that occurred before Jesus was crucified. It's known as uh, Monday Thursday. comes from Latin. The day of the Lord, uh, the great command. And we're called in that great command to wash one another's feet. And as uh, that takes place, Jesus says, another commandment I give to you. Uh, to love one another as I have loved you. I was thinking about it, and it really is a night of intimacy. It is when Jesus has gathered together with his closest friends. He no longer calls them disciples. He calls them friends. So this is a, an upper room where they're sharing a meal before the Seder, the, the Passover meal. Uh, it is a reasonably happy time. And I, I want to create a scene where perhaps we are those friends. Uh, We are the 12, or the 11. That was the case. would be a year later. And we've come back to that same upper room. What is it we would then remember about what occurred a year earlier? In this part of the evening, uh, it was a joyful time even. Remember, they had come uh, into Jerusalem. They were greeted so joyfully by uh, the people visiting Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover, by the children who... Uh, had palm branches or some kind of branches in their hands that they waved. They sang Hosanna, blessed is he who comes. It was, it was a high time. And even Jesus said, if these were silent, the very stones would shout out, uh, recognizing who I am. So it was, it was a high experience on that now Sunday, we call it Palm Sunday, uh, the day that they entered into the city of Jerusalem. And that was kind of the spirit that bound them together before uh, the events of that night. So if we came back to this upper room a year after uh, the events of that Monday, original Monday, Thursday, what is it we might have said? What is it we remember? Uh, I, I thought about the conversation that would go, you know, they reclined as they ate the meal. They were back in the upper room and they were sharing things uh, with, with each other. I wished I would I'd paid more attention to what he said. Now, maybe there are people who are no longer here and maybe a loved one has passed on, uh, and you think about the things you wished you had said, and you pay attention to what he said to you and all the things you missed. One person may have said, I wish I'd paid more attention uh, to the mother, to the father, who is now no longer in our midst. I wished I'd paid more attention. But these were Jesus' closest friends. And he's no longer with them. Easter has occurred. But they're thinking about the events of that Monday, Thursday a year earlier. Uh, I only understood his words on the basis of what occurred later that night. Jesus told them he was going to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. They had no idea really what that meant. The, the horror that occurred as he was taken away um, by Herod's cohort, how he was stripped of his robe, how he was spit upon, he was beaten again and again awake all night long. It's no wonder he didn't last very many hours on the cross. But the disciples understood what occurred that night and understood what he was talking about on the basis of what occurred later that night I see more clearly now the meaning of the broken bread and the cup all these theological insights that come if we'd only listen you know, you can hear yourself going back to that, that very room where he shared with his friends the, the last night of his life I remember the breaking of the bread and how Jesus was a very different person and what it all meant After we experienced the events of that night. This is an intimate time with Jesus, their good friend, with a good friend of yours. I think about the relationships we have with people and how we we miss them when they're gone. And they remembered the events of that night, especially as they remembered what occurred after uh, their meal together. And then another, maybe less theological than the others, was. I remember he took off the towel and he washed our feet. At, um, isn't We don't hear much about that. I noticed that the Pope was going to be washing the feet of prisoners in a, in a prison north of Rome uh, this very night. Washing of people's feet uh, was a sign of humility, of servanthood. Uh, we'd heard so much about Jesus uh, going to the cross and dying for us, but we don't think about him taking off his robe. You know, we'd seen him... St- calming the waters. He's seen him feeding the multitudes of people. He's seen him giving light, uh, sight back to blind Bartimaeus, even calling Lazarus out of the grave. But this night, I remember, he took off his outer garment, put a towel on his waist, and he washed our feet. The sign of the servant, the, the humility of Jesus, looking back on the events of a year ago. What was he like that night? What did we think after he left us? Well, coming back uh, to this particular place reminded them of their most private thoughts. Jesus was now counting on them. And they remembered, even when he was praying alone, how they fell asleep. They thought it was a time of being in their high Relationship with the other worshiping community. They came into Jerusalem. They thought this is the hour he's going to establish his role, and maybe we too are going to be elevated. Remember the entrance into the Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem. How joyful it was, and how wrong we were. We were as close as friends, and we didn't even get it. There was a a play called Our Town, and Emily was. in heaven as the scene opens up, and she's allowed to come back to Earth one day. She chose her 16th birthday. And she came back to her family, and they were celebrating, but she noticed that people really didn't seem to be talking to each other. This was her her family, those that she was closest to. And at the end of the play, she says, doesn't anybody listen to anyone anymore? And the stage manager says, I guess poets and philosophers, they listen occasionally. What would we remember of Jesus, his demeanor, the way he looked us uh, in the eye, uh, what he said, what he felt, what we failed to do, what we failed to remember. And then how he took off his garments and washed their feet. If only we could... uh, go back to our family homes and perhaps our mothers or fathers, those who have gone on, and spend a day with them? Uh, wouldn't we want to communicate and say things over the deepest places of our heart so that we could establish the relationship again for just a short while? I, it had to have been something like that. This was an intimate group. This was not the multitudes. This was his closest friends. If we could go back, what would we do? Wouldn't we find we had regrets, wishes that we had uh, listened perhaps more carefully to them, paid more attention? It's likely what the disciples were feeling now. If you're to be my disciples, remember me and wash the feet of others. It's not about religion. There's a marquee in the church I'd pass going home. So it's not about religion, it's about a relationship with this Jesus. I uh, remember a moment back at Minnesota State Fair. I'm from Minnesota, true story, really happened. I have to say that it really happened because after 12 years in paradise, they found out some of the stories never really happened. (laughs) This one really happened. They uh, had a, a stand near the front gate. I was about 13 years old. And this is all the milk you could drink for a dime. And it's some folks a little younger, you can't even imagine it being a dime. Maybe some of you folks can. Minnesota was a dairy state, and so they had a lot of milk. And I remember, I don't know how much, but I drank quite a little bit, so I had probably five or six big glasses of milk, and I was feeling pretty satiated. And uh, still drank. my ride hadn't come to pick me up. And across the way was a tent. I hadn't ever been to a revival. And that's what it turned out to be. So I'm, I'm about 13 years old, and I, I'm really kind of needing to sit down more than anything else. And so I went across to this revival. I'd, I'd uh, been baptized. I'd accepted Christ as my Lord. I'd gone to confirmation for two years in that, uh, that German tradition. You went a long time. I remember taking the final, and you always had to, you had to write out the Ten Commandments longhand. It was a... I, I'd done my homework. But this was different, I went across the way and I was sitting there and I heard this story, but at a certain moment in time, the evangelist said, now I wanna invite you to come forward and accept Christ in your heart. I'd never quite heard it that way before. I'd gone through all the training, I'd accepted Christ as Lord, but something was not quite there in my heart until I actually found myself walking forward to accept Christ as my Lord. There's a difference between knowing the story and being involved in a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is a night where I think the disciples, a year later, really got the message. He rose from the dead, but he walks with us through the darkest valleys and calling us always to remember that he will never desert us. So I was thinking about Coming back to Maundy Thursday, remembering that he forgives us of the things that we've done wrong. He heals us as he forgives us. He loves us. And he calls us as his closest friends to remember him in the breaking of the bread and the passing of the cup. And also his incredible humility and the way he humbled himself unto the very point of death taking away all of his divinity, all of his powers, and he surrendered it all. We're called to do the same thing on this Monday, Thursday, to think about a relationship not only with the words of Scripture, but this person, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. Pray with me, please. Loving God, we, we come to the table tonight remembering. Remembering Jesus, how he was very different and how we saw so much more on the day after. We pray that your Holy Spirit might enter us tonight, that we have a renewed relationship with this Jesus we know as the Christ, not only as Lord, but as personal Savior. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. I invite you now to turn with me to the inside front of your hymnal, page number 9. And now the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. the body of Christ, broken for you. Thanks be to God. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. After giving thanks to you, he said, take and drink all of you from this cup. It is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Each time we break this bread, and drink from this cup, we proclaim the mystery of Jesus Christ. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. In your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.